One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtneyek, and I'm Sadieek, and it's Sadie's night. And um, you guys don't know that we haven't recorded for a while, but we haven't recorded for a while. So, if we're rusty, bear with us. If I, <laughs> if we're I, so, so perfectly professional and crisp. Exactly. If I st- stumble, see there you go. If I stumble, mm-hmm. I just did. It, this is. I, I don't know we're how to doomed. do it anymore. We're, we're doomed. Down. No, it's Sadie's night, and I'm glad to be back. And it's really weird to not be with you guys, even though you don't know that we haven't been with you. So <laughs> we were with you a lot in our minds, and now we're not a lot. <laughs> this is going very well, but I'll stop and I'll let Sadie take it away. What do we have tonight? This is the murder of Elizabeth Sullivan. Okay. On October 13th, 2014, 31-year-old Elizabeth Sullivan would go missing. Liz lived in the Point Loma neighborhood of San Diego, California, with her husband, Matthew Scott Sullivan, and their two young daughters. Liz grew up in Virginia and was known to be a free spirit, very outgoing, and extremely smart. One friend described her as a, quote, tornado mom, doing everything all at once. She felt her feelings strongly and was known to experience very high highs and equally low lows. She was not afraid to express herself and had her hands in many different hobbies. She wanted to be a dancer and a writer. Mm-hmm. Liz was living in Virginia when she met Matt Sullivan, who was a sailor in the U.S. Navy and was stationed in Norfolk. Liz would tell her friends that she thought Matt could offer her stability, something she struggled finding on her own. The pair quickly became serious, and when Matt was reassigned to San Diego, he asked Liz to marry him and move across the country. Ignoring the fact they'd only been together for a few months, Liz agreed, and in 2010, the two got married. As they prepared for their move, they also learned Liz was pregnant. Oh boy, one of those. Mm-hmm. She was excited, but also overwhelmed by all the changes. To make matters more complicated, almost as soon as Matt and Liz settled into their new home in California, Matt was deployed overseas. Oh, shit. Liz gave birth without him and was suddenly a new mom in a new city all by herself. Oh, God. 
Matt came home for a few months, long enough for Liz to get pregnant a second time before he was deployed overseas again. Oh, man. I don't know how you spouses of deployed people do it. No, I don't know how the deployed people do it. I don't know how the spouses do it. I don't know how the children, the parents, none of them. No. Thank you for doing it. And I'm so sorry. Same Z's. At this point, Matt and Liz barely knew each other, and Liz was essentially a single mom of two very young children without any support. Oh, God, that just gave me chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I moved from Portland back to Indiana, where I grew up with my family and mm-hmm. a husband who lives here and yep. that I've known for years Yep. and started having kids. And it was the fucking hardest transition of my life, hands down, like sent me into... A mental health spiral of doom for years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. And I, I had best case scenario. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Under no circumstances. So hard. Yeah. No. When Matt finally came home from deployment in 2012, the two struggled to find a way to parent together. Liz had had two years of parenting mostly by herself and knew her children well. They had found a routine. Matt wanted to parent in a different way than Liz, and this was very disruptive to her. This is why I don't parent. (laughs) Yes. I mean, again, not to bring it back to me. Yeah. But like, I, it's struggle. It's hard for me when I'm with my boys all day and then Ryan comes home from work and like wants to parent to them. (laughs) I think it's a very common struggle, right? Moms, like this is a thing that, I mean, and dads, but I think this is a thing that parents have a very hard time with is Mm -hmm. like, no, we're going to do it this way, right? Like, totally. Why would we do it that way? That's I mean, But you're raising children. Exactly. And, yeah. I joke all the time about how, I, you know, in my mind, I have a very clear idea of how I'm going to parent, but then I forget that, oh, there's an, an equal partner in this yeah, <laughs> who man. also has things yeah. that they want to do. It's not just about what I want. Exactly. Oh, and then you've got kids who have their own ideas. Right. So none of it fucking matters because your kids are going to do whatever they want anyway. <laughs> Exactly. You got no control over it. It's just free fall. Wee! Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nothing matters. <laughs> they also started to realize how different they were. Matt preferred to stay home, and Liz loved to go out. Matt was more serious. Liz was known to be more spontaneous and impulsive. Mm-hmm. Matt didn't have a driver's license, which meant Liz had to do all the driving for the family, including getting herself and the girls up early to drive Matt to work every day. Ugh. After getting to know each other for the first time, they began to fight. Mm-hmm. As tensions grew, the couple started sleeping on different floors of their townhouse, and Liz started an online dating profile. Oh, boy. On the night of October 13th, a childhood friend of Liz's who lived in Virginia received a phone call from her. Liz told her friend that she and Matt had been fighting, and she didn't know what to do. Her friend told her to stay in her bedroom and sleep it off. Hopefully things would be better in the morning. Liz told her friend that she could hear Matt coming, she had to go, and then she hung up. That would be the last time anyone would hear from Liz. Oh, that's that's not good for him. Mm-mm. The next day, when Liz failed to show up for a prearranged meeting with a friend, and they couldn't get a hold of her, they were worried something was wrong and called 911 to report her missing. Damn, wow. I know. And I couldn't find out if there was more steps to that. Or... <laughs> I would assume so. Like, you're at brunch and you text, right. you don't hear back, and you're like, fucking calling 911. 
You're right. <laughs> I was thinking thinking the same thing. But yeah. I, couldn't, I just couldn't find the details, so I don't know. But I'm assuming it, was it wasn't just many bam, bam. hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like most of the day went by. Mm-hmm. And I do get the impression that it was very unusual for Liz, especially with her friends, to just not mm-hmm. be in touch. You know, mm-hmm. so it would one of those where it's like you get to know somebody. Like when Ryan doesn't text me back for an hour, that's very unusual. And yeah. It does make me worry. It makes me worry a lot more than it would other people that aren't as quick, you know? Yeah, like so if I've... Laura doesn't text me back for 48 to 72 hours, it's no no cause for <laughs> exactly concern. Right. It's fine. <laughs> That's yes. how she does it. Right, yes. exactly. Yep. Yeah, no, Laura's totally screwed. You know, she's, she could yes. be missing for like a week and you'd be like, I don't know. She yeah, has she's a texted back. slow texter. It's fine. <laughs> At first, police believed she had left on her own and would eventually come back. It wasn't unusual for Liz to go off by herself for a little while. They believed she would come home when she was ready, but to be on the safe side, authorities stopped by Liz's house to talk to Matt, who allowed them to do a quick search of the home. Hmm. Police found no signs of foul play. They did note that Liz hadn't left in her car. It was still in the garage. Oh, boy. Matt told them a suitcase was missing and Liz's laptop and phone were gone. Mm-hmm. He believed she'd taken them with her when she left. He also told police that Liz had transferred all the money in their joint ba- bank account into her own account. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an important detail to tell the police. Yes. When police checked her bank records, they saw someone was using the card and assumed it was Liz. Uh-huh. Six days after Liz went missing, an off-duty sheriff's deputy called authorities to report that he and his wife saw Liz at a soccer field near her house. Hmm. They even talked to her and described her as disoriented and disheveled. Hmm. She was looking for her cell phone and seemed confused. She told them that she had spent the night in the park the night before. Another witness came forward a few days later, saying they spotted Liz at the San Diego airport After that, Liz was not seen again. A few weeks went by without Liz checking in with anyone, which was very unusual. So police decided to open an investigation. Good. A few weeks later? Mm Mm-hmm. Oi. Yep. Oh. They found Liz's cell phone had been turned off and not used at all since the night she was last seen. This included her usual daily phone calls to her dad. She rarely let a day go by without calling him, mm-hmm. but he hadn't heard from her in weeks. Mm-hmm. Police also figured out the off-duty officer who saw Liz at the park had his dates mixed up, and he'd actually seen her before she went missing. Oh, no. Oh, come on. I know. They also learned the purchases on her debit card had happened before she disappeared but what? hadn't been processed until after. Oh, guys, what? No. This is 2015? <laughs> I know. You no, know this that, is, yeah, 2014. Do you know that shit takes a minute to... What? No. It seemed like they really did a very cursory initial, like, check and didn't really look into it until later. Yeah, think? Yeah. As authorities started to dig deeper, they learned the couple had been having issues for a long time. Mm-hmm. I also, something that I think about, or I thought about while writing this is um, a lot of the information I got was from the detectives. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that always makes me think like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Really what happened? Because it just feels like a lot of things, a lot of things fell through the cracks in this case. Yeah. Yeah. If a young mother of two 
goes missing mm-hmm. and you take a couple of weeks to open an investigation, that, mm-hmm. I mean, like, yes. says it all. Yep. And I think it's important to mention that Liz is a person of color. She's a black woman uh-huh. and her uh-huh. husband is white. And I do uh-huh. think that that plays a lot of what, like, how the story is told in the media, how the investigation was handled. Yep. 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 So. yep. If this had been a white woman, it would have been held, handled completely differently. Yeah, we would sure. all know her name, right? We, mm-hmm. Everyone in the whole fucking country would know her name. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yep. So Liz had called 911 seven months before her disappearance because of a heated argument she and Matt had. She told police that they had been arguing about the custody of their children and child support and that she had experienced domestic violence in the home before. She was afraid their fight would escalate. Police took her statement, but no arrest was made. A month before she went missing, Matt learned that Liz was sleeping with another man after Mm -hmm. an investigation was opened when a friend of Liz's new boyfriend, so it's sort of like my sister's uncle. So Liz has a boyfriend that's Mm -hmm. not Matt. Mm -hmm. This boyfriend has a friend Mm -hmm. who noticed that Liz had child car seats in her car Mm -hmm. and worried that Liz was leaving her daughters at home alone. The boyfriend didn't know that she had children. Or a husband. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. So the friend sees the car seats, doesn't know there's a kid involved, and gets worried. Wait, weird. What? Does that make sense? Kind of. <laughs> so Liz has a new boyfriend, and she's spending time. Yes, but with why the would the friend assume that she's leaving her because daughter's she's black, Courtney? Because That's she's black. Fucked up. It's very fucked up. That's so fucked up. Yeah, you don't assume that there's family or a spouse or another boy. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Deep breaths, everybody. I know. So they call CPS on Liz. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Nope. What? Yep. They went, what? Yes, they call CPS. What if it's your nieces or nephews or friends' kids' car seats? You just go straight to CPS. I know. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. When authorities showed up to check on the girls, Matt learned Liz was cheating on him. (laughs) (laughs) Liz is having a very bad day at this point. Very bad day. After Liz went missing, Matt told police that he knew about her affair, but wasn't angry. So he had admitted that he knew Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. They hadn't been getting along for a while, he said, and they were essentially living separate lives. Mm -hmm. A few weeks after the CPS investigation, which found nothing, of course, because Liz was a good mom. And you can go someplace without your kids and not have abandoned them alone. That is so fucking weird. It's so weird. I know. It's like, (laughs) I have empty car seats in my car all the time because my children aren't always with me. Yes. Daycare. There's something called daycare. There's also something called other parents. Like you bring, you can go on a date when you put the kid with the other parents. Anyway, God, that is so weird. Mm Mm-hmm. A few weeks after the CPS investigation, Liz made an appointment with a divorce lawyer and met with them on the day she went missing. Mm-hmm. She had a follow-up appointment the next day, but never showed. Police also learned that Liz had plans to get a restraining order against Matt's family, oh, who, God. who she did not get along with. Yikes. Yep. This was after Matt had invited his mom, her partner, and his sister to move in to help with the kids. Uh-huh. After his wife disappeared, Matt was quick to suggest that Liz left of her own free will. Mm-hmm. He believed that she had decided to abandon her family and start over. 
Matt cooperated with police and allowed them to search his home on multiple occasions. He even turned over a few of Liz's journals for detectives to look over. Mm-hmm. He also took a polygraph test and passed. Authorities learned Liz had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. This disorder is characterized by self-image issues, difficulty managing emotions and behavior, and people with BPD often have a pattern of unstable relationships. Mm-hmm. There is often an intense fear of abandonment and being alone can be hard, but inappropriate anger, impulsiveness, and frequent mood swings are common and can make close relationships with someone with BPD more difficult. Mm-hmm. Liz was being treated by a doctor and was put on medicine to help her, but she also was known to use her meds more recreationally and would take them more than prescribed. She also liked to drink and would do other drugs occasionally. Yep. Um, And before I get into the next part, just a quick trigger warning for self-harm. So Matt also told police Liz was a, quote, cutter, someone who cuts themselves superficially, causing small wounds that only bleed a little to release stress and anxiety. Matt told police the night Liz went missing, the two had fought about the affair she'd been having. He swore he wasn't angry. He had started to move on, too, but Liz wouldn't let it go. She was upset and felt guilty for what she'd done, so she broke a mirror and then used one of the pieces of glass to cut herself. Mm -hmm. The wound was deeper than normal, so Matt helped her clean it up and put a bandage on it. Soon after, she left. Likely story. Yeah. When detectives started reading her journals, they found that Liz often talked about running away to start a new life and would often mention her family would be better off without her. Detectives wondered if Liz decided to leave her family, or maybe she decided she'd had enough and died by suicide. Mm -hmm. Detectives spent a good amount of time investigating Liz's boyfriend and were able to eventually clear him as a suspect. One thing they did learn during their investigation was that he had received an email from someone claiming to be Liz a few weeks after she went missing. Here we go. Yep. He asked the person a question only Liz would know to see if it was her, but never got a response. So he deleted the email. Good. He didn't think it was important to tell authorities until much later. He also learned that Matt seemed to care about the affair much more than he was letting on. They found text messages on the boyfriend's phone from Matt that were angry and hateful. And it was things like, I hope you're enjoying your STD and (laughs) you better be ready. I'm making her pack her bags tonight and you can, she can be your problem. And Uh just like, well, shitty. Uh Yeah, of course he cared about the affair. Everyone fucking cares about the affair. Even if the relationship is over, you care about the affair. Of course you do. I care about like previous boyfriends who I haven't seen in 17 years that have a new girlfriend. Like, you know. Sadie, let it go. (laughs) I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. no but it's true like i've done i've broken up with people before firmly ended the relationship and then they move on faster and you're like wait a minute mm-hmm. you always care you always care yeah 100 percent. as authorities dug deeper they learned on the day liz went missing matt had also called 911 twice uh what mm-hmm He told the dispatcher Liz was, quote, going to frame him and have him arrested from his house. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And she, quote, made a mess of the bedroom and took photos. (laughs) What? Yeah, he's pissed. He was worried and didn't know what to do. 
So he called 911. On a suspected frame job. Yeah, on a... Yep, no, I'm getting arrested from his house. (laughs) The second time he called, he told the dispatcher Liz had taken all the money out of his account and used his credit card to pay for a divorce lawyer. I don't know what he expects the police to do to help him. Yeah, you know? that is not a 911 no. call, buddy. No, no, you need a lawyer. That's a lawyer call. Right. Uh, the dispatcher told him there wasn't anything she could do, but he could call back when Liz got home, and they could send a deputy out if they needed help. <laughs> the dispatcher was much nicer to him than, like... Should have been. Should, like, yeah, she was really like, hmm, well okay, so there's not a whole lot we can do for you, but if you feel like you're in danger when she gets back... She wasn't even there. No, she left, and he was like, 911, (laughs) my wife was mean to me. We had a fight. (laughs) She's going to arrest me from my house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh, But Matt never called back, and later that night, Liz went missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a month after Liz was gone, and in an interview with People Magazine, Matt said, quote, I'm running on fumes right now. I don't know where to look. I'm always looking around the neighborhood, trying to catch a glimpse of her. Even if I got a phone call saying she's okay, it would put my mind at ease, but nothing at this point. He also told them, quote, It's killing me. I've lost 25 pounds. It's taking a toll physically and mentally. I think about her constantly. I cannot stop. I'm, I'm going to assume that Matt had something to do with her disappearance. Yes. <laughs> that you're just a terrible person. No, I, this, I hate this guy. <laughs> Sorry to let the cat out of the bag, everybody. <laughs> and Sadie's like, and then they cleared him of the wrongdoing. <laughs> I just made fun of the victim for no right. reason. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> the girls are my biggest concern right now. I have to keep going, try to do what I have to do for them, and keep praying. Mm-hmm. Three months later, so three months after Liz goes missing, Matt turns off the service to Liz's cell phone. Jesus, dude. Mm -hmm. Despite it being the only way that she might be able to reach people. That's not suspicious at all. Nope. And Matt had a new girlfriend who moved in with him and the kids. Three months later. Ladies, Mm -hmm. if your boyfriend's wife went missing three months ago, you don't date him. Please, just give it Please. give it a hot minute. Let the investigation pan out a little bit. Correct. Also, let his sort of like trauma and whatever mm-hmm. repercussions of having your wife go missing, mm-hmm. let that settle down. There's a yep. lot. There's a yes. lot that needs to happen before you yes. guys shack up. Yep. To make matters worse for Matt, authorities looked through his bank statements and found he had purchased a carpet cleaner the day after Liz went missing. Oh, God, this guy's not mm-hmm. very bright. And then a month later, he bought more carpet cleaning solution and a roll of industrial plastic wrap. Dude. When they asked him about this, he told detectives his mother was coming to town after Liz went missing, and he had wanted to clean the carpets before she got there. (laughs) He said the plastic wrap was to wrap up some household items that needed to be put into storage. Uh Two years would go by. You're kidding me. No. Two years would go by without any sign of Liz. Matt stayed at the top of the police suspect list, but without any evidence of foul play, there wasn't anything authorities could do but wait for more to surface. Mm-hmm. That day would come on October 6th, 2016, 
almost two years to the day that Liz disappeared, when human remains were found in the San Diego Bay. Oh, buddy. It would take the medical examiner a week to determine the body belonged to Elizabeth Sullivan. Mm. An autopsy showed she had been stabbed five times in the chest. Mm. The force of the stabs was so strong that it broke her ribs. Mm. Her nose and jaw had also been broken. Mm-mm. It was clear that she had been punched numerous times in the face. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, the medical examiner determined that Liz had only been dead one to two months before being dumped in the water. Oh, no. At first, this dumbfounded police, and they wondered if she'd really been alive all that time. They went back to the drawing board to try and figure it out. They questioned Matt again and learned that he and his girlfriend, who recently gave birth to their baby, had just moved across the country to Delaware. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Even more suspicious was the day they left just so happened to be the same day Liz's body was found. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Weird. That's weird. Yes. Because Matt had allowed the police to do many searches of the house during the early days of the investigation, they hadn't been able to do more thorough searches later on without more probable cause. They hadn't been able to get a search warrant. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do more like forensic testing, but there was no, he let, he kept letting them in. Right. Uh, and the, so the judge was like, nah, nope. He you already get got to what do you more. need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once Matt moved out, they were able to get the landlord's consent to do a forensic search. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Let's get it. Lumen all that shit. That's right. This time they went through the house with a fine tooth comb. Right away, they noticed the, quote, odor of death in the garage, Mm. but found no cause of the odor. Upstairs in Liz's bedroom, after spraying luminol on the walls. Mm -hmm. It's like you've done this before, Court. (laughs) I know how they find it. I know how Mm -hmm. they find that blood. Yep. They found blood on the doorknob to her bathroom. Mm. And when they pulled up her bedroom carpet, they found a large pool of blood by the bathroom door. It was enough blood that it had soaked through the carpet and the carpet padding and it had gone into the subflooring. Oh, shit. They believed someone would have had to have been bleeding profusely to leave such a stain behind. Mm-hmm. Police took this new evidence to the DA's office, but were told it still wasn't enough to arrest Matt. You've got to be kidding me. No. What? No. Nope. What is wrong with these people? Don't know. So White they ha- Navy guys. Yes. White Navy guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they had to keep digging, and so they went to interview Matt in Delaware. He was willing to talk to them, but refused to confess to killing his wife. He said Liz had cut herself the night she left, and the blood under the carpet was because of that injury. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He hadn't hurt her. In fact, he had bandaged Liz up and then cleaned up the carpet the next day. Yeah. Another year would pass. You're fucking kidding me. No. Before detectives would go back to the townhouse again. Mm-mm. This time to search the attic. And it sounds like they the first time they did the forensic, like, fine-tooth comb. Again, this is sort of where I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys did a great job. Right. They popped their head up there and they were like, oh, it's an attic. And then left. They didn't really search it. So they, went, they decided to go back and take another look. Fuck. I know. When they searched the attic, they noticed wood slats in the flooring that had been broken. It looked like someone had been walking on them. So they started pulling up the insulation and found a military-type folding pocket knife. 
Mm. And we're not talking like Swiss Army knife. We're talking like Benchmade. Uh-huh. Right. Big old. Tough Rambo folding shit. Yep. Sharp yep. knife. Yep. Forensic tests confirmed a small amount of Liz's blood had been left behind on the knife. Mm-hmm. Detectives finally had enough evidence and were able to arrest Matthew Sullivan for the murder of his wife, Liz. Thank God. My yeah. God. In February 2020, five years after Liz was killed, mm. Matt went on trial for her murder. Prosecutors told the jury that Matt killed Liz the night of October 13th, 2014, in a fit of rage while his young children were in the room next door. Mm-mm. They explained that he had abused her before and it was only a matter of time before it escalated. Once she was dead, Matt wrapped Liz's body in plastic wrap and put her in the attic. He then moved her to the large freezer in the garage after the police finished their initial searches. He then sent the email to Liz's boyfriend, pretending to be her, to create an illusion that she was still alive. She was there the whole time. Yep, in the freezer. And the attic. And the attic. They missed her twice. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yep. (sighs) Liz's body stayed in the freezer for nearly two years before he had to dispose of her remains when he moved from the townhouse. Mm-mm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. If that is not some shit that a white dude can just put his wife in the freezer while there's an active investigation going on and nobody finds it. Yep. At his own house. Yep. And oh, again, they're man. just speculating. They don't have any evidence that she was in the freezer, but it's the only thing in their mind that would make sense as to how she, you know, her body was preserved. Like two months. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So they're speculating, but still I was, I was thinking about that too. And I've got a big freezer and I mean, I hate, it feels kind of crude to say, but honestly, I don't know what's at the bottom of it. <laughs> you know, right. like, I was just thinking, would it be possible to hide something in a freezer from like me? So, you know, not, not a police officer. They should be searching the freezers. In the attic. In I mean, she was at the very least she was in the attic the first time they searched and they exactly didn't fucking right. look up there. So even if she wasn't in the freezer for two years, she was in the attic when they first got there and mm-hmm. they didn't search thoroughly enough to fucking find her. And that's unacceptable. You had to search 100%. the whole house. People aren't hiding their dead spouses like in Under the, the fucking bed. pantry. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're putting them in the basement in the attic in the garage. Yeah. The crawl space. Like, mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. fuck? God. Yeah. Get your shit Seriously. The whole world, everyone, myself included, everybody. Come on, get your heads out of your asses. (laughs) Prosecutors pointed out that when Matt called 911 to complain about Liz on the day she went missing, the dispatcher asked him what clothes she was wearing. The clothing he described to dispatch matched the clothes she had been found in two years later. Shivers. Yuck. Mm. Nope. Prosecutors believed this was proof that she'd been killed that day. Mm-hmm. The defense told the jury the case against Matt was completely circumstantial and all the evidence could be explained away. Nope. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. No. So there's a dateline on this case and the, they interview the defense lawyer, the defense attorney um, a lot. Yeah. And oh my God, Courtney, the guy just is under my, like, he talks in a weird baby voice sometimes. Oh no. Like, what do you think? The D D D D? Yeah, oh, those God. are the worst ones. Ooh. Yeah, those yeah. are the bad, bad, oh. bad ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Matt's lawyer described Liz as a, quote, cutter, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, then those were he like to the jury. He was like, you know, she, she was a cutter. He was a Navy guy. Like just so fucking so condescending oh, and fucking God. inappropriate and yeah. victim blaming. Yep, I get it. Yep. So he told the jury that Matt was nothing but a quote Minnesota nice guy and a naval Oof. officer. Mm-hmm. They spent their time disparaging Liz, harping on her mental health issues and recreational drug use. Mm-hmm. They tried to paint Liz as an irresponsible mother, and again, there was never any indication that she was. Right. Who cheated on her husband and would leave on a whim. Mm-hmm. They told the jury that she left that night and someone else killed her years later. Mm-hmm. They said all the evidence in the house was from her self-inflicted wounds, including the blood found on the knife. Mm-hmm. They also pointed out how unlikely it would be to keep a grown woman's body in a freezer for two years without anyone else noticing. Mm-hmm. After a little more than a day of deliberation, the jury found Matt Sullivan not guilty of first-degree murder, but Mm-mm. but mm-hmm. instead found him guilty of second-degree murder. Okay, that's fine. I don't believe it's true, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's something. He was sentenced to 16 years to life in prison. Mm-hmm. The judge said, quote, the jury verdict and the evidence at trial made it clear that Matthew Sullivan brutally murdered his wife, methodically cleaned up the messy murder site, and then hid the body for years. Mm-hmm. He almost got away with it, but his final attempt to hide the body at the bottom of the bay failed. Mm-hmm. Liz's family and friends remember her as full of life, the kind of person you couldn't help but be drawn to. They miss her deeply and so badly wish she was still with them. (sighs) You know what, everyone? You deserve to be, let alone alive, you deserve to be happy and you Mm -hmm. deserve access to everything that Mm -hmm. everybody else has, regardless of your fucking status on any level, your mental health, your fucking addictions, your profession, You all deserve the exact same access to all the fucking Mm -hmm. same things, let alone to be alive. Yep. That shit, like, ooh, Mm -hmm. we need to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. It is, I think it is wrapping up on a lot of levels. Thank God. But man, Mm -hmm. when you hear about it, it's, (laughs) yeah. call me naive, but I, I like, how do you go wake up and look at your stupid fucking baby talking face in the mirror every morning and just look at yourself and think, yep, I'm doing a good job, job well out done. there. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a good job victimizing victims and like taking their deepest, darkest vulnerabilities and then spreading them out for the fucking public and the jury and everyone to judge and scrutinize mm-hmm. after they've been murdered mm-hmm. by their fucking, oh my God. Not just the whole, all of it. Like, it just wouldn't fly. If it was the same with a white woman, again, it just wouldn't fly. Like, even the way that Dateline presented the case in the show that I watched, like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't bring up the mental health stuff or the, you know, like, the recreation. None of it was that big of, first of all, that big of a deal for Liz. She was able to function and not that it matters, but, like, you know, it didn't. It wouldn't. It wasn't enough of an impact to like continuously bringing it up and asking her family in the interviews about it. And yeah, you know, yes, it was a part of her and it made her a little more impulsive. And yeah. I'm sure it made the relationship a little more challenging. But the bottom line yeah. is that she yeah. was being abused by her husband before she was murdered by him. Yep. Yeah. And 
they still turned it into this weird story about right. how, like, maybe she ran away. Yep. And that she had problems. And mm-hmm. then everyone has fucking problems. Yes. yes. That's why that's why they will pill exists. Exactly because right. white women have just as many problems, probably way fucking more problems, but we don't get to spread them all around everywhere. Right. Unless we want to and it's like and chic it's, and it's right, on Instagram exactly right. in a chic way. Yes. And it's we, not held least, against us when we're murdered by our husbands. Precisely. Yeah. Gross. Fuck that, Liz and your family. You deserve every happiness and every access to every happiness and peace and love and fucking justice. And you got a little bit of that, but not enough. And I'm sorry. Yep. Fuck. Ugh. I know. Sick of the shit. I know. (laughs) Not this podcast. And not you listeners. You are a vast and growing pool of fucking lovelies. Lovely empathetic kind thoughtful thinking people mm-hmm. thank you for being here yep damn it well yeah. thank and you, you know and what else story. matt you go up to your attic and you get your little murder weapon and you throw it in the bay like don't you know i lived in point loma i lived on the navy base that he lived on mm-hmm. i could literally walk to the bay in like two minutes i could kayak on that fucking bay mm-hmm. in two minutes you're a dipshit you're a lazy entitled Dumbass, and I'm glad you got caught. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, mm, why did we do this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Yeah, we do love it, but it's also, man, it's hard. Yeah, it's rough. It really it's a is. rough fucking world. We're really nasty to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to start a new podcast about f- happy stuff. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just don't think it would get as many listens. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it's called Upworthy, and it's like a uh-huh. Instagram site, and you watch things for thirty seconds. You're like, yeah, I feel better, but I don't. I'm gonna go back to TikTok and watch like fucking ADHD and aliens and stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. One hundred percent. Oh my god. Yep. Well, anything we uh, want to say yeah do yes well i i'm gonna get to names i have a huge heap and pile of names because like i said at the beginning so eloquently at the beginning of this podcast sadie and i haven't recorded in over a week so i got lots of names for y'all but i also have to like um extend a correction a life correction i don't know how to say this um i have to eat my words because one of my best friends I went to visit in Massachusetts at the beginning of my trip that I just took. And we haven't seen each other since COVID started. And she bought a house in Western Massachusetts. And I went out there and it was fucking lovely. And we're drinking maple syrup lattes and mills from the 1700s. I highly recommend everybody go do that in the fall. It's lovely. But she announced as she was driving me to her house from the airport that she's engaged to be married. And uh, so happy, so blissfully fucking happy for her. But anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while knows my number one rule is a year and a half minimum. (laughs) These two motherfuckers have been together mm, six months at maximum, max six months. So (laughs) I was like, well, shit. (laughs) I have to be supportive and happy for her because I am very, she loved, you know, and when you know, you know, I knew I wanted to marry Laura Fosberg within four minutes of meeting her. So 
I, and I say, I've said this a lot, if we were different people and we had been at different points in our lives, we definitely would have gotten married or engaged at least within five, six months. So there's that. Then I go and meet um, my besties, like honorary parents, basically the people who've taken her in as an adult, an adult adopted her, not officially, but Mm. emotionally and mentally, which you all know how much I love adult adoption. They met and got engaged after two weeks. Wow. And they have been together for 18 years. Oh, my God. So I stand corrected. If you all want to get married, engaged, right the fuck away, go for it. Yeah. Just it, know that it probably, like, statistically increases your chances of being <laughs> murdered later. <laughs> murdered or divorced. But right. <laughs> um, I'm softening my stance because that's what I have to do anytime I take a hard stance on anything the universe comes along and is like, oh, ha, 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 here's your, like, basically sister, and she's yeah. going to get engaged after one minute, and you're just going to have to, like, be fucking pumped. And I am. I'm truly, truly, truly pumped. And I really do think that it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, so there you go. There's a life retraction that I'm making. I apologize, and I wish all of you the best. I still think you should wait, but if you don't, you have <laughs> my blessing. Good. That's right. <laughs> we will still officiate the wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get to some names. Hard and long. <laughs> <laughs> We're just coming hot with hard yes. and long. H-A-R-D-I-N long. That's amazing. There's an OBGYN named Dr. Suzanne Bush. <laughs> My best friend is engaged to an OBGYN. Her name is not Bush. That. <laughs> um, there is a Mrs. Joella Jody Powers Nutgrass. What? Yeah. Say it Fuck for yeah. me again. Say it for me again. Mrs. Joella Jody Powers Nutgrass. That's amazing. I need it with powers in it. Seriously. Nutgrass. Nutgrass. There's a crisscross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a Mr. Growcock and a Mrs. Shufflebottom. <laughs> These came from the UK, if you couldn't automatically tell. <laughs> and a Mr. Hornyblow. <laughs> what? The fact that these have Crazy made it the through the ages. Yeah. The fact that some nobody's ever been like, mm-hmm. you know, like when everybody came over from like to Ellis Island right. and they're like, we're just going to chop half your name off and give you a whole new name. No. The UK, they're like, we've been here for centuries. We're yeah. not, we're not going to not be Mr. Hornyblow. No way. They're, not only are they not, they're proud of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They have like sires and madams and duchesses and fucking sirs and Tugs. knights and shit 100%. in front of that or behind it or however that works yep uh there's a richard leak which uh shortened <laughs> dick, dick, dick leak, dick leak. <laughs> <laughs> um on my travels this week i walked past air lingus <laughs> what where did that come from <laughs> okay there's Dr. Payne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's me, Dr. Payne. <laughs> there is William and Vivian Horniak. <laughs> <laughs> T. 
Terry Knife, <laughs> Richard Sweat. I, I should group the dicks, but yeah, you know, no, spread I them like out. Sprinkle, sprinkle, dick sprinkle, sprinkle throughout. <laughs> A little dick sweat. Dick sweat. <laughs> Harry Ball. Yes. Bunghole Liquors. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a last name? It's a liquor store. Bunghole oh, Liquors. Oh, 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 okay. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Where's Bunghole Liquors? <laughs> I don't remember. But oh, I'm man. sure we could find out. I want to go there. There's a Dickwood, because of course there's a Dickwood. Of course there of course is. There is. There's a Turnip Van Dyke. What? <laughs> really? There really is. No. Um, did I say Terry Knife? <laughs> yes. Yes, you okay. did. Terry Knife. Um, and the founder of Dungeons and Dragons, his name was, it's not even that great of a name, but I wrote it down, Gary Gygax. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got a whole tutorial on Dungeons and Dragons when I was in Oakland. My two friends were like, started talking about it and apologized. I was like, you know what? Actually, I really want to know everything about Dungeons and Dragons now that you're talking about it. Yeah, let me have Shit it. Is rich and deep and complex. Yeah, talk to Ryan about it anytime. He loves Dandy. Thanks to Gary Gygax. <laughs> oh, I also another thing that happened on my trip. I ate Cordoba for the first time. Oh, it's good. Have it we talked about it? <laughs> no, we have we, not thought, talked about. It. We really haven't. When I was pregnant. I think we Oh no, well I think I brought it up on the podcast where right. I just like I don't I don't have never heard anyone say I just had I ate Kodoba last night or ever. I've never yeah. known anyone to eat it at Kodoba. And we've talked and that was what we talked about, yes. right? And then I said yeah. no, I used to crave it when I was pregnant. Well, it's very delicious and you know what it I I was like the flavor is very specific and you know what I think it is? It tastes like lesbian food. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of got like a earthy richness to it that's so specific. <laughs> and I was like, that is what a lesbian would, how they would cook Mexican food if you went to like your, like my house, basically. Like, and, and I was like, I'm making burritos. And I would be like, they're yeah. going to taste like that. Yeah. With like corn and spices and yeah. stuff, but not like spicy spices, like, like flavorful spices. Lesbian spices. <laughs> And so what's like the go-to lesbian spice court? Um, probably just like a cumin, kind of a cumin? mix. Lots of cumin. Yeah, yeah, lots of cumin. Um, my friend Jordan Firstman said once that he, his friend wanted to start lesbian as a type of food. Like, what should we get tonight? I'm in the mood for lesbian. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Because uh-huh. that is... Any kind of stew or like quinoa kind yeah. of food or yeah, Cordoba is total lesbian food. That's so funny. Yeah, it was really good. Of course, I liked it because I am a lesbian, but <laughs> I liked it too. They, they had cheeses and things like different things that it's like Chipotle with more lesbian flavors. And queso and queso. <laughs> yeah, the queso is really good. Although yeah. Chipotle, I don't know if you've had their white queso. They've mm. upped their queso game. They got rid of that weird chalky shit that they had yeah. in the beginning that was like made of cashews. What was that even made of? That know. shit was weird. I haven't had Chipotle in so long. Yeah, their queso is really good now. Really good. Okay. No, you know, you're not in Austin, Texas when you have it, but for like being able to get it in a strip mall in fucking central Indiana, it's pretty all right. Um, (laughs) That's how I feel about Panda Express. I'm just kidding. I haven't had Panda Express in so long. No, decades. 
Because it's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so or maybe. Soup, super gross. Super gross. Or maybe not. Maybe we're missing out. Tell us. I think it's super gross. And yeah. I, we like all food, right? But Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, I gross in the way I'd still eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I'll eat gas station nachos any day mm-hmm. of the week. Yep. Um, anything else? No, man. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, we love you yes, very much. We do. And, um... We're cooking on a new podcast. Mm. Are you ready I'm to just talk about it? Let's tease do it a little bit. Yeah. I'm just going to tease it. I'm going to collaborate with Sadie's husband and another friend, maybe two, and we're going to put out a fucking horror podcast. <gasps> we're doing it. God, Narrative horror podcast. Yep. And I am the number one hype man for this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to promote it so much harder than I do my own podcast because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you asked and you shall receive thank you. so thank you <laughs> yeah 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 we started a true crime podcast because we wanted more true crime podcasts and we're also starting a horror podcast because we want more horror podcasts yes i want more i want i think the reason i'm so excited is because all i want to do is listen to horror podcasts and i can't find any that scare me so yeah, i had to very scary i had to twist my sister's arm so that she would make me my own i know <laughs> i lose out on both of these things because now i can't listen to true crime podcasts oh. and i don't get to listen to my own pod horror pipe whatever i'll write you um, very spooky stories <laughs> <laughs> uh i think we're we haven't kind of formalized things yet as far as launch dates and stuff but first of the year i was gonna my, say it seems gut. like new year's will be yeah good, really good time to yeah we're actively working it. on it now yeah but there's a lot of things that still need to come into place but it's going to be called please leave and <laughs> i'm so excited mm-hmm. we're gonna be coming soon and yep and here's the music that aj is going to write for it wow you like that? Yeah. You can use it if you want. I'll sell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, you can steal it. I'm okay with it. Sick. I did. What did we send him? Oh, like Squid Games and White Lotus. So it sounds just like that. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. I'm already scared. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, you can just hang out with this one, this podcast. <laughs> first podcast <laughs> on instagram facebook and twitter at they will kill you can go to our website they will kill.com and you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com yeah we have a p.o box too yep uh p.o box 489 franklin indiana 46131 do it send, send us yeah stuff. edible arrangements only uh rate review subscribe Yes, thank you for the recent review. And yes, you are our sister. Well, you all, who, yes. Yes. Yep. You We're can be all our sister. Of our siblings. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, AJ. Hey. L- listen to the song, AJ. Just take a note from, from me. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but then if you do, I'm suing you for fucking copyright infringement, you motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, my brother-in-law <laughs> thank you, you so much for your music yes uh and remember um i just had a moment recently where i was like i would love to see some sort of quantifiable amount of beauty that has come into the world post covid or during since covid mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's a tremendous amount of suffering, tremendous, but I think that also, and that includes like resolving trauma and quitting jobs and, Mm -hmm. you know, like I wish we could just figure out how to know how much more beauty is in the in the world than was before. Right. So, so that's, that's just a nice thing to think about if you need a nice thing to think about. And if you're not experiencing beauty and COVID's just been fucked, I'm going to go ahead and honor that very hard. Um, but you know what I mean? Yep. Everyone, I, nobody, I, very few people I know are the same. And most of the people I know are not the same in like pretty fucking positive ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very profound ways, very profound. Yeah. And a lot of that has come through very, very fucking negative things, but I don't know. I wish we could know once I get to heaven who killed JonBenet, <laughs> how much more beauty did we produce, <laughs> did we produce in that stupid fucking pandemic? Yeah. You know? Sick of it. Yep. I know. <laughs> but, hey, we got two, the world got two podcasts out of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Right? Most well, I guess they will kill is pre-pandemic, but Barely. we took it fucking seriously in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the pandemic that allowed us to continue to do it. <laughs> yeah, I would say we didn't have shit else to do, so we yeah. just doubled down. And, and by the time count- it was... We had to go back to work. It was like, well, we're in, we're in this far. We've got to keep going. Producing two episodes a week all of a sudden somehow. So, yeah. So, so we got to keep going. Because the Act Sisters don't quit. Yeah, obviously. It's been our mantra for years. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We'll never we never quit. And we don't want to quit. We do not want to quit. No, no, we love it. We love we're it actually so just going to transition to doing this full-time that's the, that's yeah. the manifestation for 2022 full-time let's podcasting. do it let's do um, it your, tell your friends tell your friends your about money. us okay goodbye goodbye we love you goodbye seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.